1: Hey, this is Carla from the Butcher Babies. This is George Corser on the Fisher from Kenilworth. Hey, this is Rex from Kill Devil Hill. It's Wednesday 13. thirteenth. The guys from driving. This is
0: Odorous from, from War. You're listening to
2: Rabid Noise on Rabid Radio. Turn
0: it
3: up. Hey, Wednesday, how you going, man?
0: Yeah, just uh,
1: I just got home from the UK uh, Monday afternoon, so I'm a, I'm a little jet lagged. So uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't I don't know what's going on, what day it is, or or what. So uh, but I'm here
3: it must be pretty crazy I mean you know every time I've seen you, you always give like a hundred and ten percent live so you know you know do you find it like difficult you know to for you physically to you know do like tours like that and you know and then come here and do like mini tours and try and squeeze everything all in and then yeah. keep rolling it's
1: it's a it's a little tiring I don't think fans understand how tiring it is to you know, especially in Australia, because, you know, we have to fly to each gig, and the gigs are so great, you know, after the shows, you don't want to leave, you want to hang out, and then by the time you realize, you're like, oh, we got to catch a flight, so it's just kind of like, those, those, those shows we do, there are just kind of a blur, they're amazing, but it's, uh, by the time we, we're, we're back, we're like, oh my God, that just happened, we're just beat down, so it usually takes us about two weeks to recover, so uh, that's why I left two weeks to recover after Australia before we, uh, we to go to the U.S., so. I'm I'm learning kind of how to plan it out.
3: Man cuz this one it's only 3 day Stop. So it's like pretty much you got a gig every single night and then you're off <laughs> and then you're gone again. But I mean it's going to be a, go- a really good tour. Yeah. Man.
1: Yeah, but I you know that's kind of how it's it's always been. Every time I've played there's always kind of been like three in a row or unless we got you know fortunate enough to go to Adelaide and Perth and like that and make it a longer tour but uh but yeah, it's uh, it's again, it's we're so excited when we get there, and the fans are so excited. It's their energy kind of gets us through it. If that, if that makes sense, like by the by the time it's over with, we're like, well, we didn't sleep. <laughs> you know, but it's but it's all it's always good fun. So I, I usually have the best time in Australia. I can't wait. I'm so glad we got we got some shows booked there for this record. So I was afraid that wasn't going to happen.
3: Oh really? Why?
1: Well, I mean, I guess you know we were we were with uh, with. You know, my, my record was on, on, on Three Wives and everything happened with Soundwave oh. and that whole thing. And, you know, so I had no, no idea who I was touring with or what was going on. And, I, mm. and, and luckily, we, we found a new touring company that picked it up. And, and uh, yeah, so uh, we were able to get there, you know, because we're already going to start recording the new album uh, in July. So I was just hoping we'd be able to get there for this for this album.
3: Oh, that's awesome, man. Now, where starts you coming back? I mean, you always. I mean, he probably what once a year, at least.
1: Yeah, I've been. I played there every year. I started back in uh, 2000, 2010. two thousand two thousand ten. I came back as Wednesday, and then we did Murder Dolls, and then the Soundwave, and then I came back as the Soundwave as Wednesday, and then we did Halloween, and then you know. So it's been it's been uh, been two years since I've been back there. So uh, the the excitement is is in the air. Like when we announced it, our meet and greets sold out immediately. So it was, uh, it's going to be exciting.
3: Yeah, it's going to be great, man. And uh, the Dark Cell boys, our own Dark Cell from Queensland here, uh, are going to be joining you on the road for this tour as well. And you played with them before. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Jesse and the guys became good friends. It's, it's so funny. I've, I've known the front guy, Jesse, for, for uh, many years. Actually, we became friends on the very first Murdered All tour and Big Day Out back in 2003. And... Um, just we, we met. He was a fan, and we, we just kind of kept in touch. And he put a band together, and um, and then we, we took them out of support. Uh, I think it was in 2012, when we went through there. And uh, yeah, so uh, it was cool. And then we had Witch Grinder the last time we were there, and we got them uh, on one of the local shows as well. So you know, it was cool to be able to kind of get everybody on that. So it's uh, we got great main support and great local support and all the other places, and uh, so it's it's cool.
3: There's another band that are playing with you in Brisbane as well. That uh, my band played with a couple of weeks ago called Terra Parade, and they're unreal, man.
1: Yes, yes, I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar with them. I I, know, I saw their name, but I'm not familiar with them. But I'm sure I will be in just a few weeks.
3: Yeah, dude, they're great. Really great band, man. So uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be awesome, man. Right. I can't wait, dude. So uh, you know. At this point uh, your back catalog with all your different projects is pretty massive you know it's crazy to think that you know how many hours that you've actually clocked in the studio over the years you know uh, what, what's what's the most challenging part uh, about recording a new uh, a new album or, or a single or something like that when you know you'd probably have it all down Pat you'd know what you're doing
1: actually I don't <laughs> I, 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 I do and I don't I mean I definitely know what I, what I'm doing whenever it seems like Recording and things like that, um, but you know, with, with each record I do, like a, you know, one one thing that I've I've really consistently set out not to do is to make the same album. And a lot of my fans will argue with me and wish I would keep making kind of the same album because I, you know, the styles change. You know, like my first my first album came out, you know, as uh, I say, thirteen in two thousand five, which is eleven years ago. Mm. You know, and it was wrote two years before that before it came out, so my headspace, you know, where it was, was when the album came out, you know, and a lot of, a lot of things that's happened. I listen to a lot of different music and, you know, just, I've just this evolution of, of just kind of how I've, how I've evolved as as a musician. And, uh, you know, so, so now, like, when it, when it comes time to make a new record, I just try to not make the same album. And usually that comes pretty natural. And, and, and uh, but yeah, I just, I'm influenced by different things. And, but I still kind of keep the, the core sound of what I do. I like get no matter what, it's still, got the Wednesday Thirteen sound to it, no matter if it's a little heavier or if it's not that, you know, because I've kind of went from those spectrum people know me as, that, that horror punk thing to now with the last record, which is, which is pretty much a metal record.
3: Yeah. Um, it's you know,
1: so it's kind of like they're accepting to, to it all. So I really have no rules and I can do what I want. And that's, uh, that's the beauty of it. So I'm just, you know, I'm very, very lucky to be able to do what I do.
3: I think it's unfair for uh, anyone to think, you know, that bands just to, write the same album over and over again you know what i mean like it's it's bad for your creativity yeah and i mean and I,
1: and I think i think some bands get locked into that and, and there are some bands that I, i'm okay with like like acdc has maintained a a sound that's been consistent and they've never moved from that formula you know and that's mm. cool but i never wanted to be a band like acdc you know so for me you know i i've you know always looked up to people like alice cooper he's never stayed with one style you know and that's and that's what I love about him. Same thing with Bowie. You know, it was never one style. as he went from every every spectrum, and uh, you know, I think that's healthy for It's it's healthy for 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 the artist to be that way. I Maybe mean, not the fans sometimes kind of get lost in one period and kind of want to stay with that. And I understand that too, because I'm the same way with some of my bands. But I think as I've just gotten older, I kind of see a, see a bigger picture with it, and I hope I'm not turning into that old that old man.
0: <laughs> I've
1: 40 this year I'm talking like an old man now but, uh, but no I just I, I just am appreciative of music now a lot more than I feel like I used to be when I first started and just having that appreciation now is making me a better writer and I just think about things a lot more and so it's just just making me more excited to, to make music like we're, we're going to record this summer and, and you know I, I can't wait we have so many ideas and so many things I want to experiment with and we have a new drummer online now with us, and, and, and he's like our brand new toy. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's exciting right now to be making music. After all these years, usually most people will be burned out, and I just feel like I'm reaching my prime with it.
3: There is something kind of, you know, special about when you do get a new member in a band like that to kind of brings in a bit of fresh blood into the music, because all drummers of all, especially yeah. the drummers.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was—it's a really weird thing how we got a, our new drummer. right And we had no, nothing bad with our our old our, our old drummer. Our old drummer Jason was—he uh, was in the band, and we had, we had just we had just actually added a keyboard player this uh, just last last January, just to kind of bring our samples and just bring the weird atmosphere to the show that I've been wanting to do for years. And uh, we did two tours with with us as a six piece, and we did we did America, and we did and we did the UK, and after that. We came back, and my drummer called me and told me that he was going to join another band, and he got offered another deal, and blah blah blah. It was cool because we're we're, we're buddies and understood it was a business thing, but I didn't realize that our keyboard player was a was a drummer as well, and so our keyboard player just kind of became our drummer. So it wasn't like you know, so he was kind of already part of the band, uh, you know, for a little bit as well. And the amazing thing about it is, he's you know he's a, he's he's 25 years old. And he's he grew up listening to Murder Dolls and Wednesday 13, and he probably knows my back catalog better than I do these days. So it's great I have a, a fan as in, in the band that that knows my music. So he reminds me of a thing. He's like my little fountain of youth. That's why I say he's like a new toy. He reminds me. Remember you know that time he did this back in there? and I'm like no. <laughs> That was pretty cool. So it's so it's a it's a great thing, man. Uh, he's 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 one of the best drummers I've ever played with. He's uh, you know I've been really fortunate because you know playing everyone from Jordison to my you know to, to our, our last drummer Jason and so now it's like you know I'm not that kind of musician that should be playing with that caliber of, of drummers, but uh, somehow I, I always get hooked up with killer fucking drummers and our new guy nothing short of that word.
3: That's awesome, man! I can't wait to see. Uh what he can do, especially, I mean, if he knows all your stuff. Have you ever thought of doing, like, a marathon gig where you just play all of your albums back-to-back? That'd be kind of like some Guinness World <laughs> Record, but that would I think that would really put him to the test.
1: I, I, w- I would love to. You know, it was weird. We had to play our, our Transylvania record. It was the 10-year anniversary last, last Halloween. We, we did that. We played the album in some entirety on Halloween night. And I've never played... I never even played most of those songs live, and and so long, and a couple of songs we never even played live ever it was just recorded. So just doing that album in its entirety, going back that far, was just like it blew it blew my mind. But uh, but yeah, the you know to answer your question, yeah, I, I would love to do a marathon of And, and the cool thing about it is our, our our new drummer guy, he he knows he knows so like he knows all of our old songs like so well that it's just like uh you know he adds he adds so much more to them. Like it's like, because not to take away from drummers, I had to play on recordings and things mm-hmm. like that, but those recordings are really kind of thrown together. I had a guy go, Hey, learn the song in one hour and play along to it. This guy's had like years to listen to it. And he's like, oh, you know, we should have done it like this. So he just brings this whole new level of things. And uh almost it's, it's exciting. It's almost like having a, someone that kind of came in and cleaned up the shop and went, all right, that song was, was all right. Now it's out it should, it should have sounded like this. So it's, uh it's, it's it's a cool thing. It's like he's just kind of freshening up the, the songs, and it just gives this whole new this new heavy vibe to it.
0: That's
3: awesome, man. Well, you would t- you know you keep saying new toy, you know. But uh, in t- in terms of uh, you know action figures and stuff, I saw a Wednesday Thirteen action figure floating around online. Is that a real piece of merch, or is that or is that some
1: fan <laughs> made? I'm not sure which one you saw. There's a there's a, there's a couple of floating around. There's only one. There's, there's no real action figure that's like produced or approved or like that was like the actual released action figure there was actually there was an actual Wednesday 13 puppet that was released in like 2004 like a hand puppet that was released in America I'm not sure how many were actually released um, but there's a there was like a little little mock-up of a of a uh, wednesday 13 action figure that, that we saw and I actually was talking to a company at one time we had like a little a little model kind of etched out but I'm not sure kind of what happened, um, but that's my that's my dream, obviously, because I collect toys. And as I'm speaking to you right now, I'm in my little my office, which is kind of my toy room, and I'm surrounded by nothing but toys as I'm talking about them. So yeah, my one of my dreams is to actually get my little an actual Wednesday 13 action figure.
3: Man, that would be amazing because you know, funny you mention that because I'm in my toy room as we speak right now. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's your jam?
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: What's what's your uh what's your main collection? Oh,
1: everything. I really don't have just like one I mean, I, obviously I collect horror horror things the, the the most, but the horror thing goes from everything from the universal stuff from the see um, you know, pretty much up to to the late eighties. That's kinda of where I stopped kinda of watching horror movies. Like, you know, that's kind of I'm not that you know, saying that everything now is terrible. I just I'm just not really aware of the whole new horror genre. i kinda mm. stopped around when the movie Scream came out, I was kind of like, "All right, I'm gonna kind of back out of here and just stick with my old stuff." But uh, but I have everything from from th- those kind of toys, everything from GI Joe to He-Man to Star Wars to Rambo, Chuck Norris, Gremlins, Kiss, the A Team, <laughs> Any, anything like anything from my youth. You know, I just always surround that stuff around me with like it kind of it kind of keeps me young. If that makes sense. I can, you know, if I'm ever having a bad day or whatever, I can kind of turn around in my room and go, oh, cool, there's there's, there's my Chuck Norris action figure right next to my Rambo lunchbox, and I feel like I'm back, you know, when I was 12 or, <laughs> or something, you know?
3: Oh, man, I totally understand that. Not a lot of people do, but, uh, you know...
1: It's healthy for me. It's a, it's, a, it's a fountain of youth.
3: Totally, man. Totally. I'm surrounded by, you know, here I've got my Ninja Turtle collection, which is pretty massive. And in front of my desk here, I've got my uh, real Ghostbusters collection with, like, the Firehouse and the, and the Ecto and stuff. Yeah, it keeps you young, man. It makes you, you know, it's it's almost like a drug, really, when you get a new old toy. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, oh yeah. I know all about it, man. I, <laughs> that's all I do. And I, and I live out here in Los Angeles, surrounded by all these cool toy stores. And I hop in every day, and I'm like, oh, all right, cool, just bought three action figures.
3: Dude, I wish, you know, if you had more time on the tour down here, I'd say, you know, come on a an adventure with us and uh go toy hunting.
1: Oh, I would love to, but but you know <laughs> we barely have enough time to play the show, so yeah. I wish I had the time. Maybe next next time I could schedule a couple of days off.
3: Oh dude, you gotta go to a place called Mr. Toys in uh, Brisbane City. It's not far that far oh. from the venue, but it's unreal, man. There's so much stuff. It's yeah, you'll love it, man. I'm really yeah. loving that. The NECA stuff at the moment. Have you seen, like, the Evil Dead NECA stuff they're bringing out? The Ash vs. Evil Dead stuff?
1: I have not.
3: Man, unreal. Like, the Bruce Campbell sculpt in the head is just, it's unreal, man. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, the one thing I'm, I'm obsessed with right now, I don't know if they're there in Australia, but in America, they, uh, a company called Reaction started making all these figures that are kind of based off the old, like, Star Wars, little GI Joes, around little really yeah. hard, little they're like little tiny ass figures, and they've made everything from the Universal monsters to Predator to Taxi Driver to Flash Gordon, uh, and there's just like no end to them. I think I have about thirty-five of them so far, and I have about a hundred to go.
2: Oh
3: man, they look so good. I love the uh, Big Trouble in Little China ones, like little Jack Burton. Oh yeah, always yeah. wanted one of those.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't have any. Book. Yeah, they everything. is insane. Like they just keep making them. I tell all my fans, "Hey, bring one. I'll get you on the guest list."
3: Oh That's man, right. I may have to bring you one. <laughs> yeah. We got a toy store. you. Hey, yeah,
1: on the guest list. <laughs>
3: <you>. <laughs> That's the <a> way in. The <laughs> reaction. I love them. They're so good, man. Well, uh, man, you mentioned before about recording and. Uh, a new album, you know, it's a follow-up to, follow up to uh, Monsters of the Universe. But uh, have you got a name for the new album yet, or is that sort of on the down
1: low? I don't have, I don't have anything yet. And the cool thing about that is, is, is normally I'd freak out about it. Like uh, right now, me and me and our guitarist Ramon, we we have a lot of riffs, and a lot of ideas. And what I used to do in the past, what I used to do my own demos and things here in like my in my apartment and. I would send the guys demos, kind of just an idea of what the song is. And then once we got together, we'd kind of rearrange a couple of things. But this is the first time that we're going to go in with no demos at all and actually work on the songs as a, a unit because we've been a band now and like, you know, for, for like like five years now. And, you know, we, we work as a as a band. So I just want to, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new thing. And I think that's going to change the dynamic of it just kind of, so, like, we, we we put a song out last year uh, called "Suffer." It was like on the bonus, uh, like a bonus track on the deluxe version of Monsters of the Universe," and uh, that was a song that we we made up just just for the, our our first time, just rehearsing with our new drummer. And we made that up and and like like three hours just wrote that song together. And I was like, "This is what we need to do on the next record." Instead of having it prepared, I want to get together in a room and and do it that way. So. I think that's going to be fun and it's a different thing and we have enough time and to take almost 10, 2 months you know, this, this summer and just, just writing and recording, which is plenty of time for what I normally do because so my schedule is usually write and record and be done in like 2 weeks.
3: Man, it's going to be exciting stuff. Man, I can't wait to hear what you guys do next. But of course, you know, we can't wait to see you uh, at the Brightside in Brisbane on April 15th. So uh, we're going to go to the track uh, yeah. Serpent Society now, man. Thank you so much for talking to us, and uh, we'll catch you then, brother.
2: Awesome, man. Thank you. Hey guys, just want to take a minute to give a shout out to our podcast supporters, RW Promotion, who are the best in the business when it comes to printing posters, flyers, banners, badges, business cards, you name it. They've got what it takes to help you get everything you need to help spread the word about your band or business and uh, with a blistering turnaround, they'll make sure you get your product asap so get in touch with richard and the team at www.rwpromotion.com.au or shoot them an email at info at rwpromotion.com.au also want to give a shout out to the guys at blacklight art and design who in my opinion are the gold coast best screen printers so uh You know, we've gotten many band shirts and even our own Rabid Noise shirts done through these guys. And uh, they've also got one of the fastest turnarounds I've ever seen. So all quality prints at competitive prices. Uh, So whether it's band merchandise, sporting teams, promotional garments or workwear, you know, they've got you covered. So hit them up at www.blacklightad.com.au or email them at info at blacklightad.com.au so big thanks to those guys for helping us to bring you this podcast each and every week and for of course supporting the metal scene so now it's back to rabid noise
0: planning on traveling this summer